All right, how about hour number two? On a Monday, new NFL expanded wildcard schedule means there's one more game, and it's the Cowboys at Tom Brady. Couldn't ask for much more drama than that. Whoever loses will have all kinds of crazy headlines. Whoever wins goes to San Francisco to deal with that defense and Brock Purdy and that offense that is just on a roll. What is it they've won? 11 in a row, something like that, and he's won six in a row? I think that's the number. Good grief. Chad and Zay with you on a Monday. We're talking Cowboys and Bucks. It's tonight right here on the Horn. 7.15 kick, 6 o'clock on the pregame. We will continue to talk about that. Coming up at 1.30, we'll get you the flex segment. Zay's got a big-time basketball game to call tomorrow night on the high school side. I went and saw a game on Friday night. Give a little love to a couple players making big plays in that game. It was a nice close game, too. Um, So we'll get to that. But uh, we will also get to some Longhorn stuff. How about that Longhorn basketball team? Another fight. If you were in the Moody Center, you know another comeback. Not as big a comeback, but they fought back. They got the win. Let's talk about it on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline with our man Joe Cook of Inside Texas and On3.com. We visit with him every Monday about this time. Joe, how are you? Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for the time, as always. Um, obviously, you know, if you're a fan of this Texas team, you'd rather them not dig themselves a hole. But the way they're getting out of it is impressive. This is a conference that never stops, and it never gives you anything easy. Uh, they did fight their way out of it again and, uh, and got a nice 72-70 win on Saturday night. Give me your overall thoughts on what you saw. Yeah, um, I, I called the the come from behind approach unsustainable, uh, especially as they you know hit uh, two road venues this week in Ames and in Morgantown. But uh, you know the fact that they've been able to pull it off is still pretty impressive, and um, I, I think a lot of it has to do with just looking to the veterans uh, for leadership at the most important junctures. Of course, any team's going to do that, uh, but with this Texas team and the way it's built, those veterans are really carrying the load, and it, it's kind of uh, exchanged responsibilities, uh, you know, for the past couple weeks. It seems like there was Marcus Carr, uh, you know, this past week. It, it, it seems like it's been a lot of Jabari Rice. But um, I think there's uh, – I think Timmy Allen deserves his due credit. The offense in the first half uh, for the Longhorns was, was really lacking. Uh, just, you know, kind of dribbling around the perimeter, not really being able to get inside, going against Mark Adams' signature defense. Um, and then in that early portion of the second half, they turned to Timmy Allen. And Timmy thrives in the ISO, um, and he was thriving during the first few minutes of the second half, and that really helped the Longhorn offense get a little bit more into rhythm and uh, allow them to come back and uh, top the Red Raiders at home for the first time in a while. Joe, yeah, Saturday was a huge win, but now it's become very concerning with the play of Tyrese Hunter and going back to Ames and the way he's playing. This might be the worst time because he is going to get heckled out the yin-yang tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. What would you suggest? Because you don't, in a way, I feel like Coach Terry doesn't want to bench him because he's already not playing with much confidence and that might, he might be done. But also, Arterio Morris, the 11 minutes that he gave the horn was solid and we know what Serge Abari Rice is doing but like how, how would you handle his situation with his play how could you maybe put him in better situations to get that confidence back you know some of it's on Jabari I don't think they're, they're putting him in, in bad situations I think a lot of it just has to do with maybe some the intended uh, so I think that Rodney Terry and the rest of that staff have to really let him know like look you were 
you were the best freshman in this conference last year for a reason. It's time for you to get on your horse and, and show why. Uh, but also, like you mentioned, you know, Arterio Morris is playing important uh, minutes down the stretch for the Longhorns. You, you don't typically see him uh, kind of in that crunch time last 10 minutes, even the last five minutes, but he has started to earn the trust of this staff. And, you know, I, I heard you mention that, that air ball three, and, yeah, that's still an ongoing concern with him, but uh, he's, he's showing that he wants to play more defense, and he, he's done pretty well at it considering uh, the level of athleticism he has. And also, uh, no doubt that, that athleticism translates uh, off the dribble and uh, looking for, for teammates. So um, I, I think you still have faith in, uh, in, in Tyrese Hunter, um, players go through lulls and, and peaks and valleys and uh, seems like Tyrese's peak was earlier in the year and now he's going through quite a bit of a valley but uh, you know if he's still going to be doing that it's a good thing that uh, Rodney Terry is getting Arterio Morris more and more minutes in crunch time to where hey if, if uh, Tyrese Hunter kind of stays in this valley well Arterio Morris is earning the trust to be able to play in the situations that uh, they've kept Hunter in for the most part. Talking with Joe Cook inside Texas. Also, if you're on Twitter at Joseph Cook eighty nine, there on Twitter, Joe. We were talking earlier about you know even in a win, some of these things that maybe a little concerning. Zay obviously brought up the Tyrese Hunter thing. I was looking at the the bigs as well. Two points combined from Desue and Mitchell. Obviously, Timmy Allen had a solid game, but those combined points from the bigs, sixteen points in the paint. I just have a concern for this team that's about to go two straight road games in the Big Twelve. If they have that kind of production from the bigs, they're going to have a tough time, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. And a lot of it has to do with uh, you know Texas Tech getting that big back. Um, I know that you know you, you expected him to be on a minutes restriction coming back on a foot injury, being six foot eleven and playing his first games. Well, there he goes for twenty nine minutes, and it uh, was tough on on Longhorn uh, big guys. But I don't think they're going to face anybody like that uh, against Iowa State, especially not against West Virginia. I watched their highlights uh, from their game at Oklahoma today. And, you know, Trey Mitchell's down there, but Trey Mitchell wasn't big on playing tough post defense. And Christian Bishop, I know, likes to, you know, being at, at even at six seven six eight, likes to play physical down there. So I think a lot of it had to do with the matchup. Um, with Mitchell specifically, he has to work off other people. Uh, he, he's, he's super athletic, uh, but if you know, he's, he's often in that dunker spot waiting on lobs uh, and starting to work a little bit more in the mid-game. He's not really great at creating his own shot. So for, for the Texas bigs to get involved a little bit more, it kind of has to start on the dribble uh, when it comes to Morris and uh, a little bit Dylan DeSue. Uh, but, you know, uh, the, the matchup kind of, in my opinion, precluded those guys from getting involved offensively as far as scoring goes, just because O'Banner is a, is a big guy who uh, can play those guys really physically and make life tough for them. And, uh, you know, he even got involved in, in, in the rebounding and the defense. And Armok, uh, or, well, I forget how to, I, I've been looking up his name. AMAC, 10, I think. Times, I still have it. AMAC, AMAC. I've been looking it up 10, 15 times, and I can't remember <laughs> yeah. the tallest dude in the. Moody Center's name, but uh, those matchups aren't going to be very common in the Big 12 uh, for Texas. So I, I think that's something that if, if you want to see it change, you would hope that it changes immediately in these next two games, or else it'll be, yeah, a sign of a lot bigger problem. 
Yeah, this next slate, like these next six games are absolutely brutal. Four of them on the road. You still got to go to Knoxville and play against Rick Barnes' crew. But, you know, Joe, if you look at Coach Terry and how he's done, he's done a really great job with all the adversity that this team has had to deal with this year. I know in September he didn't think that he'd be in this role. But, you know, at this point, everybody's still, you know, trying to get him out here. John Calipari rumors and whatnot. How would you look at Coach Terry and the success that he's had thus far and how do you think he's going to do as the team moves on you know i wrote about this uh over the weekend kind of dogging on the idea of john calipari you know this is a guy who yeah he can recruit the best players in the country and you know if you look at that 2023 class he's got committed it may be one of the best ever uh, but what have they done since they've gotten to when they get on campus been a little bit of an issue there in lexington and that's uh you don't granted credit them for beating Rick Barnes, but that that South Carolina loss is tough and kind of makes Calipari not seem like a really good idea for a program like Texas. Uh, but Rodney Terry, you know, I, I he's I mean, just look at the record. He's got one loss, uh, and it was against a surging Kansas State team. Of course, gave up 116 points, and you know that's an issue. But other than that, like you know, you have the slow first half start. Boom, Rodney Terry's able to get the team back on track. Uh, he's been able to take care of business, you know, in riding the ship right after Chris Beard was suspended, uh, playing tough games then, whether it be Rice, uh, and then, you know, kind of settling in with the, the non-conference play, the last tail end of it that was a little bit weaker before finally getting into Big 12 play. And boom, he went on the road at Oklahoma, went on the road at Oklahoma State. You're, he's, he's doing as well, I think, as you possibly could have asked for in this situation. Uh, you know, obviously, there's still a month that you know just over two or just under two months um until the the big 12 tournament starts there's a lot more basketball to be played to be played uh but ronnie terry's done everything i think anybody could have asked him to do in this situation and uh if if he keeps keeps it up uh you know with this one loss record in big 12 play he's going to make the decision for uh, Chris Del Conte, pretty tough coming into the season, especially after the NCAA tournament for the successful run. But, you know, it's pretty early to be making any sort of determinations on that without the full, not even full season, but the most of a season of data remaining. And then, of course, you got to look at recruiting, roster building, what's coming back, staff he can hire. But so far, uh, I, I think. Rodney Terry's deserving of all praise possible for what he's been able to do with this team. Yep, no doubt. Now maybe just move that halftime speech to pregame. See if that see if that works <laughs> after the last couple of games. We tried at the beginning. See what happens. They just got to get a little better start going, especially with these road games coming. Talking with Joe Cook inside Texas. Joe, want to get your thoughts on a couple football notes over the weekend. A couple guys that Longhorn fans thought would be coming back made it official. Jalen Ford and Jaron Thompson. How big do you think those moves are going to be uh, for the Texas defense to get them back? Huge. I think, I mean, well, I'll start with Jalen Ford. Everybody knows how great a year he had. Third-team All-American, first-team All-Big 12, likely snubbed for Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. Plays a really tough position, but he's able to get himself in the right spot on a play-by-play basis and get others in the right spot. Uh, tackling machine, you know, he, he's just going to be a, a presence in the middle of that defense, um, and he's going to be in a required presence uh, considering they're going to have to replace DeMarvin Overshone. Even if Anthony Hill, for all his talent, comes in and takes that spot, uh, you know, or David Benda, Jet Bush, whoever ends up playing there, uh, they're going to need some help from Jalen Ford. So him coming back is huge. Jaron Thompson, I don't think Jaron Thompson got enough credit for how good a year that he had. 
Uh, I think him coming back uh, is, is also big for the defense. He was a huge you know, locker room leader. Uh, he may be finding a little bit different role in the defense with the addition of Jalen Catalan from Arkansas coming down and Anthony Cook's departure. Uh, but I think he was a huge asset to this secondary. Got his hands on a lot of footballs and finally got uh, an interception to go his way in the Alamo Bowl. Uh, looking forward to seeing what Jaron's able to do next year. And, yeah, just, just a big win, not only for on-field, but those are two guys who uh, not only love being Longhorns, but love helping others in that locker room understand what it's like to love being a Longhorn. So just really, really good news uh, all around with both those guys coming back. Yeah, you're right, Joe. Jaron Thompson, he had an underrated, very solid season this year. That doesn't We don't talk about it enough, that's for sure. But let me ask you about the wide receiver coaching position. It's still vacant, and now you're starting to hear rumors on Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver coach Chris Jackson. And, you know, we don't know what's going to happen now because they still have to go to Kansas City. But if you look at those receivers on Jacksonville, Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk, who got paid all that money, and then Austin Knight, Zay Jones, I like the way they look, and they're definitely an underrated trio in the NFL. What's the word on Chris Jackson, and how accurate is that? Yeah, that's a, that's a name we've been really pushing over to Inside Texas with uh, with Bobby Burton, uh, saying that's kind of where the focus is. And the, uh, the, the Chargers uh, just kind of playing their typical game of playoff football really uh, had a downstream effect on the Longhorns, it appears. Uh, some of the other guys that have been uh, mentioned for that role include uh, I, what seems to be former Washington State uh, wide receivers coach Joel Filani. Um, a couple other candidates have either said that they're going to stick with their normal spot or have already taken other roles. That includes, uh, you know, uh, Emmett Jones, of course, and I forget the guy who went from Baylor to Texas Tech. But yeah, despite those tweets, it seems like Chris Jackson is is who Sark has the most interest in. Um, would have been nice if, if he was the guy uh, for that to be taken care of ahead of this upcoming junior day that the Longhorns are hosting on Saturday, but might not be working out that way. Um, and so, and it, it, all, as always, you know, guys change their mind, talk with their families, start to talk with other candidates. But over inside Texas, we, we feel that uh, Chris Jackson is kind of the the leading option at this point. Uh, we'll we'll see if uh, a deal comes together. And the coming days, depending on what happens with uh, Duval. All right, uh, with, yeah, we'll see if we'll see if Duval can hang with KC this ah. week. Uh, Joe Cook, Inside Texas. Joe, before we let you go, we've talked about it before. I know you are a Houston guy. Does that make you a Cowboys hater? What are your feelings about tonight's game? What's your pick? I, uh, I mean, I, I I like watching the Cowboys just to kind of be able to chop it up with y'all and a bunch of other people in this town who I know watch the Cowboys. Um, I don't like them. I don't want to see them win, but, uh, you know, I, I do take a keen interest. Um, but, you know, this is going to be a real uh, intriguing matchup. You know, you're going to have Stephon – or uh, you're going to – I can't – not Stephon Diggs. Uh, Trayvon Diggs. Diggs on, uh, on probably on Mike Evans. Uh, you got Brady and Dak kind of battling with uh, different narratives. Um, I'm, I'm really curious to see how both teams' run game ends up looking. Uh, but, you know, I, I do wonder if uh, uh, the Cowboys are going to be able to break the Brady curse. And especially with, you know, both these teams seem to be in very similar kind of points in their uh, trajectory. All the coaching uh, conversations around the head coach and, 
and coordinators looking at you know various roles around around the football national football league uh it seems like both these teams are kind of at these weird you know points where it could go continue to go up or could start going way down um but you know what uh, thinking about this game I'll go with the Cowboys. I, I really think that uh, they have enough competency all around, and including on the headsets, to to overcome what may be, you know, Brady's swan song if that's the way it works out. But uh, I, I do like the Cowboys. I feel like they they match up well in the trenches and uh, will be able to do just enough to to get by. I think it'll be a close one. Uh, it could be a, a final possession game, but I do see the Cowboys moving on, but I don't know how far they'll get in the playoffs. Uh, you know, the, the Eagles are, it could be a pretty NFC East tinted playoffs and man, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, that'd be wild. Yeah. That matchup with the Niners is going to be tough for whoever wins tonight, but I certainly hope you are right about tonight. That's Joe Cook inside Texas on com at Joseph Cook 89 on Twitter. Yo, yo, Joe, let me ask you one thing before we let you go. How long did it take you to lose your, uh, uh student ID in college? The first year, like Arch Manning, losing their first week. Come on, Arch. Come on, dog. You're a quarterback. We got to get it together. I think I got through two and a half years before I had to finally replace it. I wasn't a wallet loser. I I, I lost my wallet, I think, one time. It was my sophomore year. So I actually may have been a year in. Uh, But, yeah, luckily I don't don't lose personal effects. I, I held on to my phone pretty well. I held on to my wallet, held on to my keys. So I was pretty pretty responsible in, in that regard. So it took me a while. I, I am ahead of Arch Manning in that respect. <laughs> There's the one area. <laughs> one area you're, you're ahead of Arch. Excellent. Uh, Joe, we appreciate the time, man, and uh, we'll talk to you next Monday. Uh, we appreciate it as always. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Joe. Good stuff there. Uh, I don't know if anybody else does this. Maybe it's just my OCD. Every time I hear somebody talk about losing, I was having to check for my keys. Did you do that? I do that every hour. As soon as he said wallet, I check for my wallet. I I do that every hour. I'm always checking my wallet. It's nuts. Yep. Okay. It's not just me. Good. It makes me feel better. All right. More on the NFL coming up. Cowboys, Bucks tonight. Texas uh, men's basketball got the big win. All the other wild card stuff. We got to get into some more of those games. Up next, we'll also get you a little Flex 30. The Battle of the Lakes is tomorrow night. I went and checked out a game on Friday night as well. We will give some of those kids some love. Stay with us. It is Monday, and the Cowboys and Bucks are playing tonight. 7-15 kickoff right here on the Horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, rolling through a Monday. God, it's the perfect song to play for me. Perfect song to play because it's the wrong time. You got a year on this? It's like 90, mid to late 90s probably. Yeah, 90s for sure. All right, the song is 
semi-charm kind of life? 1997. Is that the name? Did I get that right? Yes. Isn't, isn't this semi-charm kind of life? Semi-charmed life. Semi-charmed life. Something else yeah. to get me through this. Semi-charm kind of life. Eh, 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 eh. Oh, my God. Oh, man. The only thing that pops in my head is Blink-182. I have no idea. <laughs> Third Eye Blind. Damn it. Yeah, this is very Blink-182. God. That's not, that's not the worst. Let's go watch American Pie 3.5. That's not the worst guess, right? No, not at okay all. there? Third not Eye Blind. Oh, yeah, I wasn't going to come up with that one. All right, there you go. Yeah, this was probably in an American Pie movie. Oh, yeah. Has right there. Be. Definitely got that uh, that vibe to it. Third Eye Blind, Rainbow, and Kansas have all been on the show today. We hope you are having a good Monday. Taking a look at the injury report uh, on the break of Cowboys and Bucks that came out over the weekend. They yeah, Vita Vea might play. They have to throw that stuff out over the weekend. Yeah, I'm seeing Vea. might play. Dude, he's so tough. Holy cow. He's listed as questionable with this calf injury. Limited in practice, though, Friday and Saturday, questionable calf injury. You know, it's a position where they could give him a couple snaps, maybe. Uh, so I think that's a, that that's one to look out for. Doubtful Buccaneers that could be impactful for Cowboys fans. Kyle Rudolph, who I mentioned, he's doubtful. Didn't practice Saturday. And I forgot he was dealing with a knee injury. So that could be big if that target is out for Brady. The other doubtful guy is, where did it go? It is Nick... Uh, Levert or Leverett, I can't remember how to pronounce that name. One of the linemen, a guard, and he's doubtful with a knee and a shoulder. They've got issues about Hainsey. He's questionable. And then we've already talked about the fact that they may be bringing Henson back at center, which that's just that's terrific news for the Bucks. But just I mean, excuse me, Henson. Ryan Jensen coming back at center. But then are they going to be able to get other guys back? So all that is something to keep in mind. Cowboys-wise, the good news is they look pretty healthy going in. Full practice for Biotish, Demarcus Lawrence with the foot, Tyron Smith, full practice on Saturday, Vander Esch, full practice. Micah Parsons didn't practice Saturday, but it's a personal issue. So it's not a football thing. Okay. At least that's what they're saying. Hopefully it's not having anything to do with that hand. Yeah, I hope it's okay. I mean... Yeah, it's a good personal issue. Yeah, right, it sounds good, but to where he's not affected. Yes. by the personal issue where it affects his on-field performance. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, everything's okay there. And the only cowboy listed as out on the report was Trayvon Mullen uh, with an illness. He is out of the game, so uh, we'll look for the Cowboys and Bucks both to be pretty healthy tonight overall. Especially if you're talking about both of them getting the guy snapping the ball they would like. Jensen on one side, Biotish on the other. We'll see if that makes a difference in tonight's game. Seven fifteen kick. Six o'clock is the pregame. Right here on the horn. If you have any thoughts on it, Specs text line's been fired up all day. Three three seven three seven seven six. Cowboys fans asking for different things and tight ends to be involved and different pass routes and make sure you run the ball. Dak making good throws, all of that stuff. So we'll continue to talk about that as we lead up. We also need to get you a little bit of the flex here. One thirty every day, we get you the flex segment. Talk some high school sports. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement.
By the way, Chad, yes, D- sir. DJ Harge's pops just texted me and told me Michael Parsons had the birth of his kid on Saturday. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah that's okay. great. That's a great thing. That's about as good a personal as we can hope for. That's yeah. what you want. Except if the baby's up all night and Micah has to do daddy duty. Oh, no, we got people that can take care of that. Come on now. You can't. Oh, what? You got people that can Hold take care up. of that. No, don't. No, well, no, no, no. No, no, no. Be there for your child, no, no, Micah. No, 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 no. This no, is no. an important time. No. I want you in the delivery room, masked oh, yes. up, fitted Abs- up. No, absolutely. For Saturday, that is why he didn't need to be practicing. What I'm saying is, like last night, night before the game, Somebody else can change those diapers. I mean, come on. If Michael Parsons were to have a bad game due to him being a good father, I'd take that. I would not. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. No. He's being a good father. What do you want for? For him to be a good father or a good football player? Check your morals, Chad. It's more than the game. What do I need tonight about 7.15? I think you know. You ain't ish for that. We got to balance it out, man. This kid is what? This kid's a couple days old. He can't. He's not the only one that cares about this child. They got people to take care of that kid. Think about how much softer Micah is now due to the kid, especially if it's a girl. Oh, I know. Think about the, know. you know. No, perspective changes. I get all that stuff. Perspective changes. We just, we just make sure he's focused. Whatever, all right. Whatever it takes to focus. It's a lot. If he a young father too, ain't like old boy in his thirties and stuff. He a young father. This is very new. Hey, if changing diapers gets him focused, let him change one right there on the sideline. I don't care. Just make sure you figure out how to focus him the best. <laughs> Number eleven needs to be a badass tonight. Somebody earlier texted us that Micah Parsons is going to put a season's worth of effort into sacking the goat. No more talking. Yeah, it's not going to be about talking tonight. It's yep. going to be about getting after. Tom Brady. Can yep. You... DJ's dad just texted me again. It's a girl. It is a girl? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You're a little softer now. He has no choice. You have to be going to be a little softer for her benefit. Could just be a little more focused. Just be a little more focused. You give her, you you change that diaper, you give her a kiss on the forehead, you tell her how much you love yeah. her and say, Daddy's about to go get the goat. Hey, look at, speaking of goat, look at it on this side. Tom Brady, he makes out with his son. <laughs> Man, I, he's the goat. Yeah, I don't want to think about that part. <laughs> I don't want to think about that part. We, we, don't need, we don't need to think about that at all. Hopefully, Micah Parsons able to go tonight, so that's good news. I, I didn't realize that that was the personal reason, but that's great to hear. So that's why he didn't practice on Saturday. So uh, both teams should be pretty darn healthy tonight. All right, Zay, in terms of the flex segment, Battle of the Lakes tomorrow night. You going to be ready? Oh, I can't wait. It seems like it's the battle for first place, and, yeah, I'm ready. It's going down. You know, on Westlake side – they got a dude named Blake Mary who could really go. He'll probably be first team all district in 26-6A. And Gavin Paul, he could go too, point guard. He's nice with it. And we know Lake Travis has guys. That's in Greer, the sophomore who's getting recruited by everybody. Then they got Chas Beagle, 6'6", point guard. And then Jaden Thomas, who Jaden Thomas' moms went to school at Bowie with my sister. So sorry, yeah. LaShawn, you probably feel old as hell now it was kind of on purpose but still that just shows this kid he you know i see she could go when she played sports so i know her son Jaden. he has crazy bounce and is really athletic and he just got healthy a few weeks ago so i don't know if he played in that first matchup Westlake versus Lake Travis at Lake Travis where Westlake won by about 15 or so. Mm. If they didn't have Jaden, that's going to be a huge addition for the Cavaliers. And yeah, with that big win coming off of last week against Buda Johnson, Lake Travis is looking to continue that momentum. And we got a big game tomorrow 
at Westlake. So at Westlake tomorrow, 7 o'clock again, KBVO? I don't know for sure. Or, I got text. Got to double check. 7 or 7.30. 26, 6 is a little different. Gotcha. Okay, we'll double check that for you tomorrow uh, before we lead into that. Of course, Texas and um, Texas going to Iowa State tomorrow uh, on the men's side, and we'll have that for you on the horn. So we'll get that high school game to pay attention to as well. Uh, also, shout out to Elgin and Bastrop. I got out to the Bastrop game, went, went to see that one, took the girls out there. Uh, we got to try to get a little school spirit in the kids. You know, let's yeah. go on the road, try to um, do root on Elgin. Now, it didn't work because Elgin did lose the game. Yeah, and plus, Monkey understands if she goes to this game, then you could get her like a whole bunch of Trevor Lawrence gear. Yes, that's what we're trying to convince her. I, yeah. yeah, I told her, I said, I'm just going to lock you in your room and you can't watch Trevor unless you, unless you go. She was happy about the Trevor Lawrence thing by the end, obviously. Uh, good close win for Bastrop, 52 50. Uh, shout out to Coach Woods and his team. Uh, it would end up being, we were talking about the big defensive efforts in the NFL. Dylan Tyson, the senior from Bastrop, made a great play, ends up knocking a ball away. I put out the video at C. Hastings 1049 uh, and gave Flex the, um, the, the at there on Friday night and got some of uh, some people retweeting that. I appreciate it. But I filmed the last sequence of it where I hope you can see it. I'm an old man trying to use a phone. But uh, good defensive play by Dylan Tyson to knock the ball away, which created a tie-up. And then Zay, it was one of those bad situations where if you haven't committed enough fouls, then you've just got a ton of fouls to give. Yeah, so it's brutal. it's fifty two fifty, and I think at that moment Elgin had only committed like two, maybe one. So they're just having to on every, and there's only thirty seconds left. So they're having to inbound foul, inbound foul, and it's just taking time and taking time and taking time. And uh, Bastrop didn't even need to take the free throw. Because they couldn't get by the time they got to seven, it was uh, the the clock had expired. So they got a nice win on the Elgin side of it. Nathan Lewis ends up having a pretty good game. A little bit of a slow start for him, but number one for Elgin can absolutely uh, fill it up. But uh, it was a good close game, back and forth. Fifty-two fifty was the final. One of the big numbers ended up being free throws. Uh, Bastrop hit half of their free throws. Elgin only twenty-nine percent. Yeah, it's tough. Did not pack the free throws for the road game, but uh, the Bastrop gym was. Uh, was had some good energy to it, and uh, the Bears got a nice win. Yeah, that is a big time win. That was their first district win too. Okay, yeah, they went into it, I believe, zero and four in the district. So, yeah. trying to just you know get get a win, scrap get it the out. wins any way you can. That's it, and they are a scrappy group. Uh, and Dylan Tyson is uh, was that guy, man. Great play, diving to the floor uh, to help get that tie up at the very very end of the game. Uh, we get you the flex segment every day at one thirty. Again, that big battle of the lakes coming tomorrow. Get you more info on that. You get to see Zay again on TV and get to see that game on TV. Tomorrow yeah, night. My, my dogs lost a heartbreaker to Anderson on Friday. Tough loss. Can't afford to lose any games in this district. Just how good Beulah Johnson, Westlake, and Lake Travis are. So, Wait, Anderson beat Bowie? Anderson beat oh, Bowie last week. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. a tough loss. So hopefully my dogs bounce back because there's a lot of trap games in this league from Del Valley to Anderson, obviously. Drippin' Springs is tough. This district, just like football, is good. By the way, somebody texted us, Micah Parsons has a five-year-old son. He's fine. It's okay. Okay, he's cool. Come on. Yeah, okay, he's used to this then. So, right there, he's got a diaper changer. Yeah. I mean, hello. Yeah. Five, five years old, perfect time to learn a skill. Right? Let's go. Damn, Micah. Da- Daddy's got to sleep. Damn, Micah, who was your baby mom's at Penn State? You were wilding. Dad- Put the Jimmy hat on, dog. Look, if things don't go well to I mean, I'm, I'm sure he loves his son. If- <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just saying, I'm like, wow. If things don't go well tonight, Daddy's going to have plenty of time to change diapers after that. So yeah, seriously. Got to make sure he's ready to go for tonight's game. Cowboys fans, let us know what you think about tonight. We've been getting a lot of good thoughts on the Specs text line, 337-3776. Up next, where are we at in society with Zay? And then coming up at the top of the 2 o'clock hour, I've waited long enough. I'm going to see if I can get Zay's official pick on Cowboys and Bucks out of him at the top of the hour. So stay with us. It's the Horn. Another one I know the song. I'm driving my life away. Right? Oh, this is like 80s country. This is country? Kind of an 80s pop country. This would be, at the time it came out, this would have been big in the country charts, I'm sure. Um, This isn't Eddie Rabbit, is it? That's right! Yeah! There we go. All right. Eddie Rabbit. That's what I'm talking about. Telling you. Back then, some serious pop country going on in the 80s. Eddie Rabbit. How about that? Third Eye Blind, Rainbow, and Kansas. I couldn't get Third Eye Blind, but I got Eddie Rabbit. I don't know what that says, but you all can figure all that out. Um, Somebody screaming, walk the hatchy. That's what that says. All right. Fair (laughs) fair enough. Uh, All right. Two o'clock hour coming up. I'll see if I can get a prediction out of Zay for Cowboys and Bucks. Let's get you a couple other quick notes before we get to where we at in society. Uh, C.J. Stroud going to the NFL. No shock. but it's what took you so long? It's official now. And then the other one, Zay, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. Jordan Addison, the receiver, is headed to the NFL. Yo, he might be the first receiver taken. I've been looking around at these mock drafts, and it's between him and Quentin Johnston. So Hmm. both of those guys, you know, Quentin Johnston at TCU, both of those guys, whenever their pro day happens, whenever the combine happens, look at those two because that might be the split between which one goes before the other. Yeah, he's got that little bit of a different style with yeah, those two yeah, guys. Different. It depends on what you want. Whew, man, yeah, he, uh, Jordan Addison, both are very, very good, and uh, it'll be interesting to see which one of those guys does go first. I'm still you... salty we didn't get him here. I know. He was... was right here. Was... We gave him jersey and everything, said maybe you could talk, take number three or something. Brendan Marion was here. Like, how, what are we doing? How did not add up? I think that West Coast thing just drew him out yeah, there. Yeah, I think so. I think he wanted to go from, you know, cold, he was in Pit, in Pittsburgh, the cold, and, yeah. and that side of the, the country i think he wanted to go all the way out to the sun yeah i love atx it's home but la different lincoln riley the caleb yeah. williams factor he, he and, did yeah. win the heisman huh all that yeah. right that's true yeah we're guy go- that won the heisman or quinn yours inconsistency go mm-hmm. yeah pretty easy he was just out there with the guy that won the heisman so yeah. that's it's true yeah. Yeah. and now he's uh, headed to the nfl so we'll wish those guys the best and we've of course talked about uh jalen ford and jaron thompson for texas saying they're coming back which everybody thought would happen but again that becomes a official over the weekend so uh, a lot of football notes out there right now let's see where zay's mind's at and where we are in society today here we go where are we at in society today all right zay do i need to go to twitter what's going yeah, on go to twitter all so right. you can visualize what's going on and what happened after the los angeles chargers blew one of the biggest leads in playoff history up 27 to zero the jacksonville jaguars come back 
and win the game. And what does QB1 for Jacksonville do, a.k.a. your daughter's man crush, yes. Trevor Lawrence, do after a game? Him and the crew go to the Waffle House. Oh, my God. I, I respect this guy so much. I saw a little bit of this video. So Trevor Lawrence and his – now, do we know if this is just like a bunch of friends? Was it teammates? Uh, it looked like a couple of big guys there that could have been teammates, but it did look like a friend group. That is so crazy. I wonder how – once I saw this, I wonder just how many people have pictures and video of this event. How many people were actually in the Waffle House? Because I saw a video where you could hear the excitement start to build. Oh, my God, is that ah, – ah, ah, ah. <laughs> you know, and it just kind of rose from there. Uh, that is great, man. So, you know, going to Clemson, I think he's from kind of the – that part of the country, right? Yeah, Where, Waffle House scene is very southern. That's southern, southern east. Yeah, it's southern, yeah, eastern like seaboard. I want to say Georgia, like the most are in Georgia, but I don't know. Yeah, Georgia folk really they get into love Waffle, House. Waffle House. So, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, he's yeah. from Georgia. Yeah, he's a Georgia he's guy. He's a Georgia guy. He goes to Clemson, so he's down in that part of the country anyway. Now he is in the pros in that part of the country. So, uh, hey, I guess you can take the you can take the boy kind of away from a Waffle House, but you can't take the Waffle House out of the boy. Okay, now to be a little devil's advocate here, because why not? Tom Brady's somewhere saying, shaking his head like, <laughs> dumbass, it's going to catch up with him. Yeah, all right. He ain't going to last 45 45 like me. You're saying the goat's counting carbs? Oh, for- <laughs> <laughs> Counting carbs and syrup Yeah, is and he that. not? I mean, maybe he's changed his diet since Giselle ain't over his shoulder no more. Yeah, maybe. Eh, probably not much. Probably not. Probably not much. Are you into the Waffle House yourself? Oh, I love Waffle House. Really? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Because I haven't been to Waffle House as much because you're probably going to get a good meal, but you might also see a fight. There, I see. So you got to be very careful of what time you go to Waffle House. Also, we know people go there pretty intoxicated. Right. I was going to ask you what what's your time window there? Do you go like normal eating times to avoid that, or are you still going to take a chance and go late night? Um. See, when I was young, definitely went late night and definitely saw some chaos happen mm. there in the parking lots and stuff. It's very common. After, but now after midnight, the yeah, Waffle after House midnight, is rough. But now in my thirties, I'm going there. Normal dinner time, okay. not breakfast because it's going to be two pack. Oh, it's going to be, yeah. Is, yeah. Wa- is Waffle House 24? Yes. Oh, all the time. Usually. Usually all the time. We know yeah. COVID and things have changed because right. people don't work as much, but it used to be. Yeah, that's so cool, man. The, the, the fact that he just, you know, kind of stays himself, that, that's what he's about. And a huge win, comeback win. Uh, that is, uh, that's big time stuff. Yeah. Also, I sent you a picture of somebody who went to Clemson with Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And then that picture, it says, sat behind Trevor for his first class at Clemson. Before the class, yeah, before class, that boy was watching Jason Williams, white chocolate basketball Jason Williams highlights. Right there, I knew he was going to be that guy. <laughs> How does that let you know? <laughs> what does that tell you? That could tell me he's totally distracted and doesn't care about the class. Or it could tell you. That's definitely why he had four turnovers in the first half because Jason Williams was a turnover king. Ah, uh, that's fair. Okay, I got you. So turnover, I see. So it might show him that hey, Jason Williams, he threw turnovers all the time. That didn't phase him. I'm sorry. Now, why I'm would on, it phase me? Now I'm in on their joke. I'm my, my bad. You're, it's a good call. Good call. That was a white chocolate <laughs> joke. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. That was, yeah, that was an amazing amount of sloppiness to be able to crawl out of. But the fact that they only gave up. 27 ended up being big because they could have given up more than that. Yeah. The fact that those are la- those last two ended up being field goals 
And then another key point in that game was 30-20, Dicker the kicker. Oh, no, Dicker. And the hook. That he was, smoked that. That was big, dude. That could have been 33-20 there. Calm it down a little bit. Because to come back from 27 nothing down, there has to be a series of things go right for you, and the other team has to keep making wrong moves. And Dicker kind of helped that one along. I know he feels bad about that one. Uh, and then there were some you know, big-time calls. We talked about big-time calls from Dayball. How about what Doug Peterson pulled off over the weekend? Yo, that little wishbone set on fourth down where they threw the little toss to ETN where everybody thought Trevor Lawrence was going to jump over again for the quarterback sna- uh, sneak. Yep. Immaculate. That was incredible. That was such a good play to yep. draw up in clutch time. And, yo, Joey Bosa, he had two huge mistakes in that game. He had the offsides where his helmet was over the line. Yep. And then he threw that awful tempo tantrum that gave the Jaguars uh, uh, another chance to go for two and put them on the one where Trevor Lawrence jumped over yeah. to get that two-point conversion and rile their comeback. So Joey Bosa, I mean, I know Nick is going to get defensive MVP and stuff, and you might be a little salty about that, big bro, but you cost your team at two critical moments of the game. Uh, on Saturday, and yeah, you heard him saying, my bad on the sideline, but he can't be throwing those temper transforms, banging his helmet on the ground and stuff like that, especially if he he missed so many games this year. And then to come in, missing all those games, and to muck it up like that for the defense, that was trash. And we don't talk about that enough with the new extra point rules. You take a 33-yard extra point. When you get a penalty like that, you then get that choice of, okay, now we'll take the extra point all the way down there, or you can have the ball all the way down there instead of being on, what is it, the three on a normal two-point conversion, I think? Two and a half like or two three? Two and a half. And they go all, that gets you all the way to the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. And like you pointed out earlier, you got a big 6'6 quarterback. You want to let him stretch it across? And they did. To me, that's still a gutsy call, but at 30-26, got them a little extra momentum. Now they knew they could win it with a field goal, and then the it just starts to feed on that crowd, and somehow they came all the way back. These last few weeks, man, if that team doesn't believe in Trevor Lawrence now, it's never going to happen. Yeah. I mean, they, that's why it's, it's interesting. Like You hear about the Texas Longhorns and Steve Sarkeesian looking for a wide receiver coach. We just talked to Joe Cook about it and looking at Chris Jackson, the wide receiver coach for the Jaguars, and you hear that he's the number one candidate. And I, I, I get that in a way because look at those wide receivers and how good of a season they're having. Christian Kirk, even with all the money he was paid, he had a really good season. Jay, Zay Jones, you should have seen him after the game, the Austin Knight, Austin Heimeroon. He was so grateful talking about Trevor Lawrence and like how big of a leader he is. And mm-hmm. you got to be a leader if you come back from four interceptions and win the game like that and win the way they did. And then Marvin Jones, he had a really good game. Uh, uh, had that one touchdown on that 14-play, 89-yard, seven-minute drive that Jacksonville had in the beginning of the second half. So I get why Chris Jackson, the wide receiver coach, is a hot commodity, but going from the NFL to Texas, there must be some serious money involved. Yeah, there must be. We'll keep an eye on that too. There got to be distractions all over that. It, you know, yeah. how, how distracted would he be? And when do those you know those discussions happen? NFL's been very careful about that over the years, but they also want to try to give these guys interviews. And in certain cases, they'll give them during the week. You know, you give them a day or two. Um, but then, how much distraction is that on the game itself? Jacksonville's gonna need all the prep time they can get this week. 
because they're going to Kansas City. Uh, we still have the possibility of that AFC title game being a neutral site. That's if it's Buffalo and the and the Chiefs. But obviously now we get the DeMar Hamlin game on his team's home field. Instead of fi- trying to finish it in Cincinnati, now they're going to finish it in Buffalo. That's going to be a wild scene next Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, you know, Josh Allen and the Bills, they were in a tough one. I mean, I, I thought more of it had to do with them playing a division matchup team in the Dolphins. And, you know, Skylar Thompson, he played well. He had a couple of interceptions, and that one on third down was really, really bad. It was like third and 19, and he had a really bad interception that changed the game completely. But, yeah, if you're the Bills fan, you're kind of like, oh, I don't know how we feel going in and playing right. the uh, the Bengals because the Bengals, which they're kind of in the same situation too. If Tyler Hundley scores right there, what happens? Yeah, they're both a little shaky. They're both a little shaky going into the, both of their uh, respective playoff games that they won. So eh, it's going to be a fun, interesting game. That's it definitely sure. will, man. Those two guys going at each other for a shot at the uh, championship game will be awesome. A lot of NFL to get to. One more game to fill out the division round, of course. Cowboys and Bucks. I'm going to see if I can get Zay to make his official pick coming up next. Texas basketball got a big win against Tech. The other NFL games, let us know what you thought of the weekend. Specs text line 337 377 Seven six more coming up on the horn.